In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Good morning, dear children of God, and welcome to Thursday of the fourth week of Easter. Today being the fourth day of May 2023. Together, let us invoke the person of the Holy Spirit. Let the Spirit of the Lord come down. Amen. Let the Spirit of the Lord come down. In Jesus' name, let the Spirit of the Lord from heaven come down. Let the Spirit of the Lord Come down. Amen. Dear children of God, the title of my homily is A servant is not greater than the master. A servant is not greater than his master. The first reading today is taken from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 13. From verse 13 to verse 25. The gospel reading is taken from the gospel according to John chapter 13 from verse 16 to verse 20. In the gospel today, Jesus tells us, the word of God says, When Jesus had washed the feet of his disciples, he said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is he who is sent greater than he who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. You see, today Christ makes it very clear to us that the servant is never greater than his master. The messenger is never greater than the one who has sent him. Now, Jesus is speaking in this tone to bring to bear the fact that his life and his call and the call of all those who follow him entails service, entails tolerance, entails unconditional love, entails sacrifice, entails total resignation of one's own will to that of God's will, submitting one's will to the will of God in all instances at all times. Beloved children of God, this is our core. This is what our life should be about as the followers of Jesus Christ. Today, however, I'm going to talk on two dimensions of this very statement of Christ. The first is that we are called to the life of service. We are servants. In our servants, we ought to be at the service of the master. We are never greater than the master. The master always is. And because he is greater than us, we must recognize 
we must recognize that our call demands of us to be submissive to him and to serve him in our fellow human beings. Emulating him. The beautiful thing is that the divine master we have in Christ is not a self-imposing master, but a master who leads by example, the master who laid down his life in the service of his own flock in order to redeem them and to nourish and feed them. We must carry on with the same thing he did. This explains why he told Peter, Peter, do you love me? For three times he asked this question and he gave him the mandate to look after his sheep, to feed his flock and to nourish them. We must be ready to carry on with the same mandate of serving Christ in our fellow human beings. The second, which is very much emphasized in the first reading today for me, is the need for tolerance. We cannot serve others except we are able to tolerate them. Jesus came to serve us, but in the course of serving us, we fought against him, we betrayed him, we lied about him, we did a lot of things to get him pissed off. But in the midst of all this, he remained consistently at our service. Even to this very moment, he is at our service. And that is how we do all things through him who strengthens us. Beloved children of God, we must learn to tolerate others. Remember in the gospel today, after saying this, he went on to tell them, if you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. And then he says, I am not speaking of you all. I know whom I have chosen. It is that it is that the scripture may be fulfilled. He who ate my bread has lifted his heel against me. I tell you this now, before it takes place, that when it does take place, you may believe that I am he. So you see, he who ate his own bread has raised a heel against him. Judas, one of his own apostles, the finance minister, the treasurer of his team, his close companion and collaborator, would betray him. Dear children of God, the first reading records how God consistently worked to redeem his people, beginning from the, 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 the bringing them out from the land of Egypt, settling them in the promised land in Cana, destroying several nations in order to settle them, taking care of them in the wilderness for 40 years. They neither planted nor harvested anything. They never made clothes, but their needs were all provided by God. Yet they were constantly disobeying God, constantly disregarding God, constantly treating God with disrespect. And yet God kept loving them. God kept saving them. God kept, kept fighting for them. And so it continued. He sent them prophets. He sent them preachers and teachers. These they all fought and destroyed and killed. Again, he sent them Saul 
after the prophets, after ruling them himself directly, they requested for their own ruler so that they can be like other nations of the world. God granted their request even when that wasn't the best in their interest. Even after Paul Saul was rejected, he chose David. He said, this is the mine in David. I found a man after my own heart. Here David will still break his heart and commit all forms of atrocities. But he never relented. He continued in the journey of the salvation of his people until Christ was raised from the root of Jesse, from the house of David, to salvage his people. Even with the coming of Christ, we continue to offend God again and again. Yet God kept tolerating us. He keeps tolerating us and he will continue to tolerate us. The psalmist says, if you, Lord God, should mark our guilt, if you keep record of our sins, if you count our sins against us, who will survive? None. For the letter of St. Paul to the Romans tells us in chapter 3, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And John will tell us in his epistle, if you say you have not sinned, you make God a liar. But God is not a liar. And so, dear children of God, if God can be this tolerant of us, why are we not tolerant of others? When you meet a genuine Christian who is truly living his or her Christian life, such a one is always tolerant of unbelievers around him or her. It is, in fact, in that tolerance that he is able to show in the consistency of his belief, the persistency of his faith, and it is that consistency and persistency that wins the hearts of his rivals, of the unbelievers, and win them over to Christ. But those who are rarely practicing their Christian faith, they hardly tolerate. Do you know why? Because they feel, they often feel that the life of the unbelievers is like um, exposing them as unbelievers who profess faith in Christ, but by their lifestyle, they are far from Christ. And so they would want not to tolerate them. They would want them, you know, um, um, like destroyed, extinguished from their environment, so that their inability or their refusal to live out their Christian life would not be noticed. Your Christian faith is supposed to be a way of exposing the sins around your environment. But when you are living in the same sinful way of life as those who are in your environment, even when you claim to be a child of God, you become like intolerant. Because their, your life makes you exposed. And because you are exposed, you continue to get reminded of your iniquity. In the light of the sins of others, you see yourself as failing in your responsibility and your Christian calling. And so you are necessarily opposed to those who do not share in the view or in the lifestyle of the children of God. Today we are encouraged. Let us learn. Tolerating others does not mean dropping your faith and then adopting theirs. Does not mean dropping your value system and adopting theirs. No, it means why you allow others their freedom, you persist and continuously um, insist on doing that, which is right, by the way you live your life. Dear children of God, let us imitate Christ. 
Let us walk with God as Christ submitted himself to the will of God in working for the salvation of others. Let us not be quick to condemn. If God has not condemned us, let us show some mercy and some love and compassion towards our brothers and sisters that will think are still far from God, so that by the love we show them, and by their tolerance tolerance of them, as God has tolerated us from the time of ex- where the Christian, the children of God were exiled to the land of Egypt up until now, that Christ has come to redeem us and continue to work for our salvation, let us also work for the salvation of others, firstly by living godly, upright life and being sympathetic, compassionate, and loving towards our brothers and sisters whom we perceive to be living in sin. Let us not condemn the sinner, but condemn sin and reject sin and work for the redemption of the sinner. And God will continue to bless us through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Be assured of my prayers and my blessings always.